Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, Letter 11 to a Nun, November 17, 1690. Reverend and dear mother, I will not ask God to deliver you from your trials, but I will ask him earnestly to give you the patience and strength needed to suffer as long as he desires. Find consolation in him who keeps you fixed to the cross. He will release you when he judges it appropriate. Happy are they who suffer with him. Get used to suffering and ask him for the strength to suffer as he wants, for as long as he judges necessary. The worldly do not understand these truths, and I am not surprised. The reason is that they suffer as citizens of this world and not as Christians. They consider illnesses as natural afflictions and not as graces from God, and therefore they find in them only what is difficult, and harsh for our nature. But those who regard them as coming from the hand of God as signs of his mercy and the means he uses for their salvation ordinarily find great sweetness and perceptible consolations in them. I wish you were convinced that God is often closer to us in times of sickness and suffering than when we enjoy perfect health. Seek no other doctor but him. I think he wants to cure you by himself. Place all your trust in him, and you will soon experience the benefits we resist when we trust more in medical remedies than in God. Whatever remedies you may use, they will only work to the extent that he will permit. When suffering comes from God, he alone can cure it, and he often leaves us with physical illness in order to cure our spiritual illness. Find consolation in the sovereign doctor of body and soul. I can anticipate your reply, but I have it easy since I eat and drink at the Lord's table. You are right, but you must realize my suffering is not insignificant, for I am the greatest criminal in the world, and yet I eat at the king's table and am served by his hands without the assurance of his pardon. My great distress is lessened only by my trust in the goodness of my sovereign Lord. Therefore, I assure you, whatever enjoyment I may find eating and drinking at my king's table, my sins always present before my eyes, as well as the lack of certitude concerning my forgiveness, torments me nonetheless. Though truthfully, the suffering is agreeable. Be content with the state in which God has placed you. 
No matter how happy you may think I am, I envy you. Such pains and sufferings would be paradise for me if I could suffer with God. And the greatest pleasures would be hell were I to enjoy them without him. All my consolation would be to suffer something for him. I am close to the point of going to see God. I mean to go render him an account. For if I could see God for even one moment, the torments of purgatory would be sweet for me were they to last until the end of the world. What consoles me in this life is that I see God by faith. And if I see him in such a way that I can sometimes say, I no longer believe, I see, for I experience what faith teaches. With this assurance, and by this practice of faith, I will live and die with him. Always hold fast to God, who is the only comfort in your sufferings. I will pray to him to keep you company. My regards to Reverend Mother Prioress. I commend myself to her holy prayers, to the communities. To yours, and I am in our Lord yours, November 17th, 1690. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, never this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection makes a distinction in this chapter between the trials that this reverend mother is suffering and the patience and strength to suffer as long as God desires. He distinguishes the trial from the way in which the trial is endured. And he doesn't pray that the trial will be taken away. I don't ask God to deliver you, he says. What I ask for him to give you is the strength and the patience to suffer as he desires. In other words, patience, the ability to endure a sad thing, a difficult thing, without getting angry, does not mean that we will not have suffering. Being patient is not a matter of not feeling something. Although at the height of patience, there may be an aspect of that, as we'll talk about in a moment. 
But patience does not entail necessarily that we won't feel evil. No, the patient man bears his sadness for the sake of some greater good. Now, does this mean we're just going to have to suffer and suffer and suffer? No. Brother Lawrence says, he will release you when he judges it appropriate. Happy are they who suffer with him. So the patient man, the patient woman, will bear up under this with God's strength. The patient person will become impatient when he's relying on his own strength. And what's the secret Brother Lawrence has been telling us to relying on God's strength? Well, the secret is to think of God. And the more we think of him, the more we live with him. The more we're aware of him, the more we're aware that the person he sent into our life is from him. This person that's before me, that's causing me trouble, is sent from God. This is allowed to be happened by God. And nothing happens that's not an, that's an accident. Nothing happens that's outside God's providence. And so on account of God, for God, who has brought this person to me, I love this person. I accept this person. I accept this situation. I try to be patient. I try to bear with this person. For God. But also for God, because I want this person to know God. I want this person to know and love Jesus Christ. I want this person to know and love Mary. And also, it's for God, on account of God, because it's going to be by his grace that I do this, by his strength that I do this. It's not by our own patience. It's by the impatience that he infuses into our soul. And so this is the context in which this chapter is set, this very difficult chapter in which he's talking about suffering. He's talking about enduring suffering for as long as God wills. He's talking about finding joy in suffering. He even says that God is closer to us in these times of trial and sickness than when we enjoy perfect health. So this is why we have to be patient. Patient and not rush, be too urgent to get a human cure. He's not against medicine. He just says, don't trust more in medicine than in God. In fact, trust both. God gave us medicine. God gave us human reason. But don't try to think of medicine and medical treatments as apart from God. And when those things fail, or when they don't do what the doctors think they're going to do, if we've had our trust mainly in God the whole time, and we've been trusting in God through this medicine, which he inspired human beings to develop, well, then we're okay. We've never left him. And how do we never leave him? By, first of all, thinking of him, trying to practice this presence of God, our awareness of God, both intellectually, but also with love, with adoration. Now, it's true that the devil can mess things up. 
He loves to sow distrust. He loves to get in there and mess things up. But there are things that God allows to happen. Think of Job. Job was tempted by, by the devil. He was persecuted by the devil with God's permission. The devil said, take away all these good things, send him sorrow, and he'll curse you, God. And God said he won't. And by the strength that God gave, Job stayed strong for the most part. Now, what's really difficult about this chapter is that Brother Lawrence gives us a real insight into his own spiritual state. He lets down the veil a little bit about his own interior life. So yes, he lives in the presence of God. Yes, he constantly is aware of God's presence, but that is also going along with an intense suffering. Not just a physical suffering, this is a spiritual suffering. He had terrible sciatica. He was in great physical pains. But there was the spiritual sadness that he was aware that he was the greatest criminal in the world. He was aware that he was more guilty than anyone else. How? Well, he knew what graces he had been given by God. And he knew how little he had responded. He knew what God's power was capable of. And he was so aware of his own inability, his own failures. And then God still wanted to be with him. This for him was a profound sorrow that God, the Lord of all, would want to be with him, to eat with him, to feed him. And how did he sustain this sorrow? How did he sustain this profound self-knowledge? This purifying self-knowledge. He didn't sustain it by himself. This is the point. He only was able to bear that distress by his trust in the goodness of my sovereign Lord. God's power, the Lord Jesus Christ alone can help us to endure ourselves at certain moments. He sustains us. He upholds us. We keep our eyes on his goodness. St. Jane Francis de Chantel liked to say, distrust in, of self is good if it's mixed with trust in God. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.